0: Hey guys, welcome to the Broker Collective podcast. I'm your host Marcus Malone, president of HRO Resources and the Broker Collective. Uh, looking forward to our conversation today, uh, we have Jay Freiborg. He is the CRO and co-founder over at Blue Zone Cyber. Uh, Jay, how's it going man? Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, thank you Marcus. It's uh, great to be here today. Appreciate you inviting me to be a part of your podcast journey and you know appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Man, I'm looking forward to this for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, I think what you guys are doing at Blue Zone Cyber is super interesting. But the coolest thing about this to me is that you're into this with the background in the insurance space. And you've been in the seat of of an insurance agency owner. I think you owned an agency for many years. And so I think it just makes this conversation uh, just that much better. And so probably a good starting point, man. Just tell us maybe a little bit about your background in the insurance industry and how Blue Zone Cyber came to fruition.
1: Great. Sounds good. Yeah. And as Marcus said, my name is Jay Fryborg, uh, co-founder, chief revenue officer at Blue Zone Cyber Solutions. We are a charity-driven business headquartered in Austin, Texas, uh, but we're providing best-in-class cybersecurity services to insurance agencies and then also to their commercial insurance customers looking to get cyber insurance and that protection that they need. And then best of all, we donate 10% of our profits to meaningful causes. So, but a little bit about my background in the insurance industry. I started out in my family insurance agency 20 years ago. Like a few of the the listeners on the call may have been in the insurance industry for a long time, but I started there as an intern in college, filing folders in in a long row of file cabinets, uh, doing data entry. And then after college, I became a, a personal lines producer. A few years later, my wife and I uh, decided to move back to Austin, Texas, and we built an independent agency from the ground up. We had uh, a lot of fun doing it. We had a huge Great Dane dog that was our mascot. We did a photo shoot in our office with the big dog sitting on my desk in front of cars and in front of houses. And it was, can the big dog save you money? So maybe some people saw that out there we had a really good business going. Some years down the line, we had a few injuries and and a health scare and just kind of really made us sit down and look at where we wanted to be long-term. And we decided to take some, to sell the agency. There's another job offer on the table as well. And we took some time off and and we backpacked through Southeast Asia for four months, which was a very fun trip for having kiddos. I went to China and Vietnam, Cambodia uh, and Thailand. And then so Got, after working hard on an insurance agency and putting some blood, sweat, and tears into it, we went on a little vacation, but then we returned back to Austin. And I had a longtime friend that just called me out of the blue, had just moved into Austin with a cybersecurity startup distributor and had proposed an offer for me to go over there and work. And when I looked into it, it was very similar to an insurance agency. You have new business, you have renewals, very similar customer management and networking side of it. So it piqued my industry interest. Obviously, cybersecurity is a hot industry, and, and so I jumped into it and went for it. Had a really good run, and fast forward down the line here, six years later, and COVID's going on, and my wife and I started having this to travel again. <laughs> Our office was closed. Everybody was remote, uh, so we ventured down to Costa Rica on what was going to be a two-week vacation that turned into two years, wow. um, and we just uh, fell in love with it, so I actually split time between Costa Rica and Texas now. It was just no longer feasible for me to keep my corporate job in Texas whenever we reopened the office and I was supposed to be in there five days a week. So at that time, I, we looked into this idea that I had in the past when I was working with customers and, and partners who were really focused on the large enterprise companies. And I saw there was a need in the market out there for the small business owners, um, especially in the insurance industry and these regulated industries that have a lot of customer data um, and also the opportunity for some additional cyber training for their employees. And so that's kind of what we base the business on. And and now we've, uh, myself and a past colleague of mine, uh, our chief operating officer, Steve Delamore, we, in February of this year, we started Blue Zone Cyber Solutions. So we are leveraging that large enterprise experience. We were doing over a billion dollars annually in sales of software and hardware and managed services. So we're bringing that enterprise grade security down we partnered with several of our past technology companies and and made a really uh, complete solution that's affordable. And so now we're bringing that down for the insurance agents and for their commercial customers.
0: That's awesome. uh,
1: Yeah, that's where we're at now.
0: Yeah, man, I appreciate the backstory. And obviously with your history in the insurance space, it just really seems to put you guys in the best possible position to serve the insurance industry from kind of a new perspective. So I've got a little bit of insider knowledge, so cheating a little bit here, but is there a connection between Costa Rica and the meaning of the name, the Blue Zone cyber name? Tell, me, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I really like our name, Blue Zone, for a couple different reasons, and it really embodies our commitment to cybersecurity because, one, in the cyber realm, you have a blue team and a red team, so we're on the blue team, which is protecting companies from malicious attacks. And then likewise, there are five blue zone regions in the world where people on average, or I should say, there's a higher consistency of centenarians, people that are living over a hundred years old. So very healthy lifestyle. And, and we kind of combine that with the, our systems, right? That longevity and vitality that we bring um, to the table here to protect our customers, digital way of life.
0: Awesome. So I love, yeah, love, love the name. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you, you gave us that backstory on it too. I mean, that's, personal passion of mine too, just kind of the health and nutrition. And we talked a little bit about that. So thinking about some of those areas that have that uh, high population of centenarians, I think that's super awesome and definitely ties right into what you guys are are bringing in terms of your solution. Um, So Jay, kind of being a former insurance agency owner, Thinking about Blue Zone Cyber and the solutions you bring through your business, how does your background really impact your approach to conversations with insurance agency owners now about their own cybersecurity needs?
1: Yeah, my background in insurance, yeah, I'm very thankful to have that experience and have that knowledge that I, you know, bring to the table. I, like I said, I've worn all the hats and in, in the job roles at the agencies from filing files to adding some gray hairs to my beard hair here and, and transforming it from to paperless that. yeah in yeah, the digital way of life I've spent late nights and weekends up scanning papers after papers into the system and managing yeah. it all my customer management tool there but mailed thousands of policies all of that stuff so uh, I was also part of acquiring an agency so I got to experience that and uh, had, a, had a good uh, transition there. But I, I regularly attend networking events like, like a lot of insurance agents do. And you know, I've just walked in their shoes. So I bring a wealth of sales and marketing experience. Um, and it's just really important to have you know cybersecurity at the core of your agency, uh, not just at the surface level with some general antivirus on your computer, but it protects your business from not only potential threats and business interruption and loss of income stuff that can happen like that. But if you really embrace cybersecurity and even market this as a tool to your customers, we can really help with some customer retention because they know that their data is safe. You can even use it on the front end for marketing, which is really big to build that trust and confidence in the insurance industry. And so I just feel like what we've got going on now really brings some good uh, value to the table and and help agencies be more profitable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to the gray hairs thing too. I feel that here in the past few years, I feel like it's a lot more frequent now. My wife is pointing out, hey, you've got a new gray hair there in your beard. What's going on with that? I feel like probably the increase in, in cyber, too, the, the threat there has grown tremendously. We've seen that in our own business really since the pandemic started, and everything's gone you know so remote as far as workforces, and so that's definitely been a contributing factor to the additional stress, but certainly uh, can be mitigated, I think, by what you guys are doing. We're curious to hear, and I think everyone would would like to know a little bit more about this kind of from you guys' seat, what are you seeing out there? What are maybe some of the more common cyber threats insurance agencies should be looking for based on what's going on so far in twenty
1: three? Yeah, most common threats out there is biggest thing is phishing attacks right, that are coming in and um, that your employees are experiencing. Whether that's coming through in different emails or a text message to go buy, Marcus in an important meeting. Go buy some gift cards for him, and you know, send it to my address, kind of thing. There's all different stuff, and and we actually have some custom trainings that we offer to the agencies to coach their um, employees on those rounds. And uh, yeah, so also see a lot of ransomware out there in the market that got into your system and you get that unfriendly notice on your computer that you need to actually pay a ransom to get back into your database and be able to run your business. And a lot that comes from behind the scenes with that. So different attack vectors out there from malware and viruses to just go in there and try and steal your data and disrupt operations. Um, So those are the most common attacks that we're seeing out there. It really just boils down to the, like an agency needs to really focus on three key areas. Uh, you need to have proactive cybersecurity protection, cyber insurance, and then having the data recovery solutions. Uh, a lot of agencies out there have data recovery solutions, have cyber insurance, and feel like they're pretty protected and could get their systems back up and running. if They experience a cyber attack, but really they need to be knowledgeable about that front end part of it, the data breach side and your customers. Data that gets breached from there is where the real financial losses come along with. From You can have financial losses from what you need to pay to recover from the breach, right? And there's a forensic investigations that go into there. A lot of times when there's ransomware, you need a translator in another language. It happens to be in Russian a lot of the time and only at specific hours of the day. So having a contact on file that you can call, most people don't have that one sitting in their pocket, right? So different fines that are out there. So that's really where we help focus and come here and provide this complete solution, right? So they've got the front end and the cyber insurance, as well as the data recovery in place. We are seeing that for small businesses, every 39 seconds that there is a cyber attack occurring. And these industries like insurance attackers do know that they've got customer data and they don't necessarily have all the security measures in place that they need to have. So they are an easy target and they can take that customer data and they can go out and sell it on the dark web and and make money immediately from it.
0: Yeah, so it's like it's almost inevitable nowadays, right? If you're in business at some point, you're you're probably going to face some type of cybersecurity th- threat, some type of issue, whether it be large or small. But you look across, you know, a lot of we partner with a lot of small agencies across the nation, I would say probably half of or more of those understand to some degree that there are cyber threats out there that could impact their business, but they're not really doing anything proactive about it. But we're all susceptible, right? And so it's tough to think about being in a position you know, where you have a successful business, you're growing your company, things are going well, and you don't really have a resource for kind of buttoning down this area of the business. And if something does happen, we've seen it in our own business. It's such a blessing to have you know, somebody like you guys in their corner. So if and when something does happen, you can respond quickly and take immediate action and kind of mitigate the, the consequences. Something else kind of I wanted you guys to, to talk a little bit about, we've talked about this kind of in some prior conversations and I thought it was super interesting and, and, and really cool because it's very in line with our approach here at HRO, right? We kind of approach everything as wanting to simplify as much as possible, right? We want it to be easy for folks to do business with us, easy to understand our solution, easy to get set up with HRO. Like We just want the process to be easy, right? We're in the business of making life simple for the business owner so they can focus on their core business. And you guys have taken a similar approach, I think, in terms of offering packages, right? So you kind of have more of a packaged approach to your solution. So maybe tell us a little bit about the packages and maybe why why the package approach. Why did you guys decide to go that route?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Marcus. Especially with small business, I 100% agree. Being that easy button, that's the core of our business, right? So from completely from the soup to nuts, right, from the front to to the very end, and helping out there, it's really challenging for a small business owner to go out there and find a good solution. If you're looking for cybersecurity, there's thousands of vendor options out there. Uh, It's very complex. There's a lot of technical jargon and a lot of cost considerations. So you could easily buy an incomplete solution, spend way too much money, and learn the hard way. So We've really taken our experience and, and knowledge of the industry and we've made these, these small business bundles. So we've got a couple of different options there, but we go in there, offer a complete solution to secure their online business. And then also we add a firewall to that, whether it's a physical one or, or virtually in the cloud to secure their office and also all of that customer data online. And not only that, but we, so we sell that easy one, one click button solution there. And then we have a team of senior engineers that do the installation, um, they do the daily management, uh, and also they are uh, on hand for if there is a cyber attack um, to help uh, with rapid response and recovery.
0: That's awesome. And so just kind of thinking about the packages, do you feel like your, your background obviously being in the insurance space, owning businesses before, seeing these things firsthand, did that kind of play a factor and help you guys kind of understand you know how to put those packages together in the best way?
1: Oh, absolutely. I've been involved with several small businesses and just really, but insurance agents today put myself in their shoes and it absolutely uh, helped me. I would if I was to go back in time there and I, and I was starting out again, I would definitely have this complete online solution and I would have a firewall in place to protect my business from the start. It's just, it's there's too big a risk out there and financial loss that we can literally put small business owners under underwater, or even out of business, right? And um, mm-hmm. if, if a cyber attack was to occur. So,
0: yeah, no, that's great. And just kind of thinking along the lines of the pace at which things change nowadays, right? Just looking at really 2020 till now, I think that there's been so much change, so much advancement in technology just in that short period of time. And I think so much more of a dependency on technology, which I think has created obviously opportunities in, for you guys in your space to, to be able to come in and, and help out. But what do you guys do or how do you kind of go about staying on top of things and kind of keeping up with you know advances in technology, advances in kind of what's going on and what's trending in terms of cyber threats and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, out there in the market, first and foremost, staying on top of cyber threats, the biggest risk out there is. Really adopting the AI and machine learning. So not only at the surface level, but we, it's in the core of our product. So in our firewalls out there, because in today's technology, it is, there's just way too many attacks coming in and the amount of them on a daily basis between your different nation states and organized crime syndicates and this thriving dark web. It's no human can even keep up with this, even if you have a room full of people. So that is actually built into the core of our product, that machine learning and AI capabilities and then that's the hot topic right now in the market on being the best that you can in, in that spot and then in addition to that right so we just continual learning we do go to conferences our engineers have all types of certifications uh, are definitely experts on these technologies uh, majority of them have over 10 years with the specific vendors that we're offering so keeping up to, to date with those vendors and those relationships and on top of all of these new threats that are on the market I'm constantly out there scanning and adding mm-hmm. that information into our ongoing threat intelligence
0: yeah it's like a full-time position just trying to keep up with all that that's uh <laughs> absolutely well so so jay what if so if you were to maybe go back into the insurance agency business kind of thinking about this from the perspective of starting up a new agency with the knowledge that you know now how would you maybe go about protecting your business from a cybersecurity perspective from the initial setup oh.
1: Yeah, from the initial setup, I would, I'd have the solution in place. I'd have the firewall, whether it's in my office or in the virtual cloud out there to protect not only myself and my customer data, but wherever my employees are. If they're at their house, they're a coffee shop, they're out at the customer's office, showing that we're a secure company, marketing that, using it for its advantages would be, would be something that I would definitely have in my toolkit, along with saying, hey, I've got these top preferred vendors. And and I'm an agent with experience, right? So so just like you go out there and coach your customers on what they should be doing to at their house or their business to make sure that if they do have a claim that they're covered, try doing that same role as, as an agent, showing that you're um, got that security in place and and that you're gonna have that longevity as a business.
0: Awesome. That's great. I appreciate you sharing that. And then just kind of thinking, maybe leave us with a piece of advice. If you could leave us with maybe your best piece of advice, maybe some final words of wisdom uh, that you'd like to leave for our insurance agency partners that might help them be better prepared to protect themselves in the areas of cyber.
1: Yeah, so one piece of advice that I always leave because it's 85% of attacks normally start in this manner with somebody being able to get in your system, or it really is just for your team as a whole, adopting a culture of cybersecurity within your organization. Knowing that you take it seriously, that as the owner you're taking the responsibility to make to, to uh, protect your customers' data, but that it's also a team effort, right? You need your employees out there. When they see those malicious, these weird-looking links come through email or email addresses that don't look correct, or they get a text message on their phone that they're reporting that back to you, to the organization, right, and, and to us as we're managing their platform and because it's those are just ways that we can monitor that, shut things down very early from getting into your system, any malware. And really just encouraging your employees, like, hey, even if you did click on that or actually do something, let us know now. So if it just take the minor embarrassment, right? And and not wait till it actually hits the news oh, out there and, awesome. and then have a major problem on our hands. So just that the customer, the culture within your, within your organization. And then just knowing like security is not just a one-time effort where we can come in and install this stuff and you're protected forever, right? It's an ongoing effort. And it takes our teams working together in a good partnership across the board to go out there and and protect your company.
0: Absolutely, man. I think you, you nailed it. That's, I was thinking about this earlier in the conversation. I feel like in so many cases, like maybe the business owner or The agency owner in this case, maybe as an individual, they're thinking about these things and they're very careful and paying attention to the things that they click and the sites that they visit and things they open or protecting information as they're sharing. But not everybody operates in that same way, right? And if you've got a team and you've got employees and other folks working for you, how do you go about Making sure that they have that same mindset and they're thinking along the same lines. I think you're right. I think it really is kind of a culture thing, right? It comes back to your core beliefs as a company and how you operate on a daily basis. And I think you're right. Just that consistency and being able to, you know, drive the import. I mean, we work on that in our own company, right? And I'm not the best at it, I'll admit. But fortunately, we've got a few folks on our team who are always thinking about these things and reminding us to, hey, make sure you're encrypting this email if you're sending this information or. Having somebody like you guys that are running tests and things like that, too. I think from a fishing perspective, I think all those things are super important. Um, yeah. but I appreciate it. I think this has been good. And I think definitely enlightening for me just to kind of learn from you and your wisdom. And hopefully our audience, I'm sure, will feel the same and be able to take some of these pieces of advice and kind of put things into action to to benefit their own business. Anything else you'd like to leave us with
1: today, Jay? Yeah. You know, I just also, I mentioned before that we're a charity driven company, right? So we are very passionate about, we donate 10% of our profits back to charity. So all the way from the front end, promoting these organizations. And we just, we want to work with good people out there. So we really are in this new wave of businesses, right? That beyond the bottom line, want to say, Hey, we are committed to giving this much back to charity and, and making a difference and impact in the world. Uh, We focus mainly on children's education. We have opportunities to go in there and set up a computer lab, provide some computers if they need electricity, these type of items. And also children's health is very top of our mind that that we're invested in, but there's a couple of the examples. So that's, uh, you know, we just hope that... uh, People will uh, sorry, the more customers you know that we can go out here and grow this company, the bigger impact that we can make. And so you, by working with us, you can really do your part to fight back in the cybersecurity war and, and also make an impact in your community. And we would just look forward to getting to know um, your listeners and, and more agencies out here as we grow Blue Zone. So we just really appreciate the opportunity to, to be on today. We do have also an exciting insurance agency referral reward program in place. So do uh, encourage you to go out there and check out our website at bluezonecyber.com. Uh, we've got the information on that program out there and look forward to talking with you. Really, just not only want to be your trusted security partner, we, we want to be your friend uh, and then be your digital shield out there in the market.
0: Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jay. I appreciate it, man. And yeah, I, I love that, what you guys are doing with charity. Not that we needed another reason to to see the value guys are value you guys are bringing but i think that's amazing that you guys are doing that and it says a lot about the type of people that are there at blue zone cyber and the type of folks that you guys are so i I love that i appreciate you sharing Um, that's going to do it for us today on the broker collective podcast jay man i really appreciate you taking the time uh, to spend with us excited to continue following your success and what you guys are doing there at blue zone cyber um everyone, please make sure to stay connected with us. Uh, you can find Broker Collective on Facebook. Uh, make sure to join our group of growth focused insurance brokers there, also on LinkedIn and YouTube. Uh, and as always, you can learn more about how to partner with HRO and the Broker Collective at BrokerCollective.xyz. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you guys on the next episode.